Okay, and now it's time for area, area? 24. Okay. <laughs> I mean, episode 24 of uh, the podcast you're listening to right now, which is Eat, Drink, and Be Scary, which is a podcast that we do what, Tanya? We eat and we drink and we talk about paranormal things and such. And what are we eating today? Curds. And why? Because we're talking about curdses. Or curdses places. <laughs> places that are curds. This place curse. curds. All right, that's cheesy. All right, so we're talking about cursed places. And there's we've had a little bit of uh, a discussion on the definition of what makes a place cursed. Whether it's cursed because somebody placed a curse on it, or for some reason the place just seems weird for some reason. It's been going on for thousands and thousands of years. And I don't think we came to a conclusion on this. Uh, but we are going to have a variety of different types. And uh, with us today, we've got... Uh, I'll just, just say hi. Just stand up. Stand up when I say your name. Ryan? Nice stand up. Okay, now Tom? He <laughs> just nodded. Okay, uh, Tanya, go ahead. Oh, Tanya actually did stand up. And, uh, and I'm, I'm Bill. I'm saluting. And uh, so with that, let's talk about... Um, let's talk about a couple of cursed places. I know, Tom, you've got... One that you want to talk about first, and let's let's have you start with that. Yeah, you know, uh, if there's a place that everybody knows, it's got to be King Tut's tomb, right? The Curse of the Pharaohs, where in 1922 Howard Carter finds King Tut's untouched tomb, opens it up, and then promptly sets his curse ahead that kills everybody over the next like 70 years. But uh, you're gonna die of old age. Oh no, mesothelioma. <laughs> Uh, okay, so I know there was. Explain some of the deaths on that because I'm. Well, did did they say this place must be cursed because these things are happening, or was no, there somewhere that said? Well, they open up the tomb. You're was that written on the, the tomb? Thing is everything is after the fact? So everybody talks about there's about ten deaths that have been attributed to this actual Pharaoh's curse, and they've been pretty much attributed to the whole like just the opening of King Tut's tomb. So when they say the pharaoh's curse, it's because it's supposed to be for all pharaohs, all important people of Egypt, if you disturb their death place, and this is going to become, like, befall you anyway. But some of the deaths came, I mean, they're mostly just circumstantial deaths. And that's kind of what I was going to point at. And at the beginning of this one, with all the research I've done, while curses for the places like that have been around for a long time and they've spoken about them, really what, who perpetuated those curse rumors was uh, Mr. Carter himself because he doesn't want to have anybody coming in when they were going to have to try and take the next 10 years to excavate this and properly catalog it. They have a bunch of people coming in and taking everything like they already had out of the Valley of Kings. So really, he just put this story out there to keep people away, and it's worked so well. This is your well. opinion. Is no, your this, opinion? this is actual. This is actual history. This is what happened. It's for pretty much that they've decided this is the only thing that's even perpetuated this myth is because he put it out there himself, and that they they pretty much the press ran with that because they wanted to keep people away from there, and we all believe it a hundred years later. Because honestly, all of those people, when you look into it, they didn't die of any real curse. They actually all lived a pretty significant amount of time after that, and I don't think anybody died within. I mean, some people died within the next year, but they were already exhibiting signs of being sick before they ever went to Cairo. And some people died 16 up to 60 years later, and they still attribute it to the curse. So, I mean, unless it's a really slow-acting curse, I feel like... It takes 90 years for it to take effect. <laughs> you're fine, but you're still cursed. <laughs> well, so, but... But the main guy died a year after. He did not, actually. Alan Carter died. He lived significantly much longer. He, he was there for 10 years excavating it, and then he left and he did so other significant things. I think he died in his 60s. Oh, no, it's the guy who financed it. The guy, the guy has it, like, his name it. His name is George Edward Stanhope Molino Herbert. He is the fifth Earl, Earl of... Yeah. yeah, he's the one that died. He died from having to say his name out that loud. It's exhausting. I got... Asthma from that. <laughs> he actually died of gangrene, I think, of everything else. And, and that's pretty common for that time. I mean, well, you think also, it said he had poor health before he got to Cairo. Right, before he ever got there. I feel like the sign in front of the tomb just said no trespassing, but it was written in Egyptian and no one knew how to read it. It's kind of a little, it, but it could be also one of those things where you don't want people going there. So, like, if you, you've got friends that are going to come over and they're like, hey, we want to come over Saturday. And you go, oh, you know what? We all have the flu. 
Yeah. Oh, so don't really come over sick. and you're like, oh, yeah, no, 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 that's cool. I, I don't have to go. I'll just stay out. Yeah. I feel that that may have been kind of what it was like. Hey, we all want to come get your gold. Oh, no, I'm, I can't. We all have a curse here. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, no, that's okay. We don't have to come over. We'll just go somewhere else. Exactly. And that's, and I mean, it works. You know, this is, okay. So this is a weird tangent, but I know this is one of the things we talked about. And it's a curse that we were going to talk about just for a second, but it's the Poltergeist movie curse. Which I always kind of put with the whole King Tut curse because there's a volume of people working on this thing and over amount of time. And let's just say over the three films of, of uh, Poltergeist, there's probably 150 people that worked on that movie. If I know 150 people right now in probably an eight-year period, 10 of them are probably going to be dead. There's a chance. Eight. Six. All right? So if you say, oh, Bill knew all those people. He must be cursed. Well, it's just like saying, oh, they all worked on that movie, so the movie must be cursed. Like, the odds are people are just going to die anyway. Well, right. I mean, like, it's just, I mean, it's just like religion. If you want to draw lines, you can draw them anywhere you want. Like, you can connect the dots any way you want to connect them and make them look like whatever picture you're trying to draw. If you had that in mind in the first place, you just wait till that stuff comes up and say, hey, look, that guy died. Let's put it back like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was thing. Okay, so what's, this one says Kevin's daughter died in 1980, a full 70 years later. Yeah, yeah that sounds like the curse. He discovered it in 1922. Uh, and then somebody else died because they were related to somebody who was there during discovery. I mean, Alan Carter died of lymphoma, which is pretty much cancer of your lymph nodes, which he could have very possibly gotten from working there for 10 years. Like scientifically, that makes sense. But is that really a curse, or is that the same as? Like all those guys who died of mesothelioma because they worked on like battleships and entire factories for 30 years. It's it's not curse, it's nature. Right, it's not a curse, it's our general stupidity as human nature. I mean, you know, what he died, uh, Tut was entombed in what, like the 1300s? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, you think about all the stuff that was untouched there for so long and... Oh, right. I mean, if you're stirring up old dirt and stuff, I have dirt allergies. I mean, it doesn't take much to get me sneezing. Hey, I bet they were still using asbestos back then, right? So that, that you're was right. Like, asbestos wrap. They're like, oh, yeah, we didn't know any better. We had asbestos and lead paint. <laughs> Sorry, know. all our hieroglyphics were lead paint. You all now have the cancer. <laughs> Sorry, we're watching. That was a long way. While we're watching. <laughs> what? She's waving her arm. Oh yeah, the oh, weed spray. Up. Oh, roundup. Oh, roundup. There we go. You can use words. This isn't. Uh, Sorry, it's not charades. Sounds like two words. It's a movie. Like actions over here. Yeah. Die hard. I get it. Yeah, but that's true. That's true. The roundup thing is causing that exact same thing right now. We use it for fifty years. They didn't know not to fun. use roundup. They probably used tons. There was no weeds in that. Yeah, I know somebody right None. now who's, who has cancer from that. So and then and that's just ridiculous. The stuff that we've gone through. So yeah, I'm sure he died because he went in there and he was just. Throwing up all sorts of thousand-year-old dirt and breathing it in. I mean, you're breathing in dead guy, pretty much. So you're breathing in dead guy. <laughs> yeah. A king. That's gross. I bet. I bet people would pay money for it. Oh, I got King Tut in my guy. nose. Well, I I bought recently some mummy brown paint. Have you ever heard of that? Was it expensive? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Did they ring the mummy? No, they use. They make it out of mummies. No. What? 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 Look up mummy brown paint. Are no, I'm not it? falling for this. I'm sorry. I am a hundred mummy true. brown yes. paint. What are they? It's just paint? a color. That's what they make it out of, homie. It's like vampire gray. No, I bought the shit. Vampire gray. The problem is, every time you put it in the light, it disappears. Vampire gray. Well, Whoa. back in the day, here. I know that things like that. That's actually how, like, yeah. originally when they were hand making paints. I bought it from a guy in Canada who. That's what he does. He made he it from a real mummy? Thought, you know what I can do? It Where's he getting these mummies? Like, grinder. is he killing people and putting them in their basement? I don't, or? Care. I don't care how he does it, but I got some. That was my thought, too. Like, as a production thing, how early do you have to start that? And how many mummies do you have to have uh, to get yeah. a batch of paint? Hey, this is a fresh kill. I killed this person on Tuesday. Yeah, I can't process this for 10 years. I don't know, man. So, are you looking this up? Of course. Again, me. that's my job. Yeah, yeah. What'd you find <laughs> out? Um, so... Mummy brown, also called Egyptian brown, is a rich brown by tuminous pigment, an intermediate intent between burnt umber and raw umber. It was uh, a favorite color of one of the pre-Raphaelites. 
King Tutlock. Um, but it was originally made in the 16th and 17th centuries from white pitch, myrrh, and the ground-up remains of Egyptian mummies, so both human and feline. So oh, it's a cat. You hear that? It's cat, cat. They mummified <laughs> cats. I found this cat in the side of the road and I'm a pain in it. It's <laughs> really pretty now. Yeah. So <laughs> if we're talking about cursed places, why hasn't anyone brought up Thomas genitals? <laughs> Is it not- cursed for Tom or anyone that goes there? It's yeah, like another bold. 16 effect <laughs> curse. That's probably why nobody's talking about it. Gives it. Wait, you cancer after I'm years. gone, then yeah, then people, 100 years people will be talking about that seven year itch. I had sex with Tom, and 65 years later, I died. I died. It was cursed. Notice I did that in a man's voice. That was a man's voice. Yeah, I uh, had sex with Tom, and uh, he paid me 50 bucks. <laughs> I only died inside. So. Mummy brown. Yes. It's a cool color. It's a real... So that you're and, and actually, when you said it was made from ground-up mummies, it reminded me from art school. Uh, yeah, that's a real thing. Because a long time ago, they made paint out of all sorts of stuff. Yeah, all the greens killed you. Blues, too. Definitely blues are very, very deadly. And you- Cobalt blue is extremely poisonous. Oh, well, don't eat it. Don't. Why would you eat it? Uh, I painted this banana for you. So I want to talk more about what are you going to paint with this mummy paint? Um, well, they uh, well, are you you just bought it as a kind of an artifact? Well, you get a mummy no, it's just because he's too lazy to get any painting done. Uh, he's he bought it and it's going to sit in his garage forever. Like, what are you going to get around to painting the mummy? Get off my back! That's going to be that's Ryan. I'll do it when I do it. It was a gift for Danny, who's a painter. It's just uh, getting more authentic though, as it sits there, right? The oh, color. Yeah. Yeah, well, all right. So, beyond uh, King Tut's tomb and the movie Poltergeist and Tom's genitals, what other cursed places are are on the top tips of your tongues? So, not the tip of your. I mean, this this one is like that. (laughs) This one's modern day ish. Yeah, I would say modern day. Um, I am not much into the sports, but the sports. I like it. Um, for those that are, and especially baseball, Fenway Park was cursed oh, for yeah. a very long time. And it was the curse of the Bambino when Babe Ruth played there. Yeah, um, so and it was an 86-year-long bad luck plague curse that finally ended in 2004. See, what starts these curses? Because like, obviously the Pharaoh's curse was supposed to be I mean, they're Egyptian and they're mystic and they were buried there. And if you screw with them, they're going to screw with you. That kind of like, you know, is believable. But like some some fat guy who hits a lot of home runs. It's the, okay. A curse, it depends on the direction of causality. And what I mean by that is what type of curse are we dealing with? Are we dealing with someone saying, I curse you or this place is cursed because nothing goes right? There's two different types of curses. Well, right. I mean, is it a curse retroactively? We're going to look back and say this streak of bad luck is now a curse because of one certain certain incident that we can peg it on? Or is it from now on, if this thing happens at this place, it unleashes this curse that I'm setting upon it now? Well, I think there's curses can happen to that point from lots of different ways because it either happens because, because X why happened or like you guys said something happened and then there was a reaction saying i curse this or i'm gonna curse this so no one messes with it there's i mean i don't i don't think their curses are not definite like aren't defined into one tiny little box are they like fairies then that they have to have belief in them and is a curse like what is the longevity of a curse? Well, okay, so I'll give you if you want to talk about sports. Years Fenway, apparently. Well, do you want to talk about the uh, sports curse? There's uh, the 1945 Cubs Billy uh, uh, Billy Goat curse. No, yeah. I don't know if you guys know that one. Yeah, the so the one of the local bar owners brought his goat down there, and his goat stunk, was bothering people, so they kicked him out. And he said, "You guys will never." And it was during the World Series. You guys will never win another uh, championship again. And that was in 1945, and the Cubs didn't make it. They didn't win 
another national title. He said, you'll never win one in my lifetime. He died when he was 71, but I, uh, they didn't make it to the playoffs again until 2016, and they didn't win until 2018. Uh, World Series, but that's the guy stood there and he's like, "You're all gonna die." And by that he means like. And I guess at that point, I mean, I doubt it's because of this, but does it become a self fulfilling prophecy where if someone says, "I curse you to blah blah blah," and you think, "Oh my God, I'm now cursed because of blah blah blah," right? That's well, what I was saying. It takes belief in the curse for the curse to exist at all, right? Because if if collectively we all just decide this is bullshit would it then just go away well it's like when you tell somebody hey uh don't trip when you go up those stairs and they're like why'd you say that and then you trip it's like hey don't go out uh, don't drop the ball when you go in the outfield And they're like well now that that's all i'm gonna think about and then you drop the ball because you overthink it could it be that like there's no way we can win this like well then curses like that must have an expiration date right because Think about it. We only go two or three generations before we just forget everything that's been handed down to us, all of our cultural significance and everything. So if a curse has been handed down just through just, I don't know, word of mouth, in about two generations it's going to die out because nobody's going to even know what the hell that curse is about. So unless it's indicative of something that has been set there before and you're just unleashing unknowingly. What are you guys doing here? Nothing. It's like you're having a moment. Have you heard of uh, Christopher Hitchens? Yes. Do you know who he is, though? Yeah. Oh, Christopher Walken is. Christopher Hitchens is an atheist that wrote books about God and how he thought God was stupid. And he went around giving speeches on his beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. He died of throat cancer, right? To me, that's God telling you, shut the hell up. <laughs> right? So to me, that's God cursing him, telling him to be quiet. But God doesn't curse things. And Actually, God cursed a lot of things. Did he curse himself? By he cursed the Cubs. Is it a, that's he can do whatever he wants. You think, oh yeah, that's just ironic, so it must be a curse. God cursed, let's see. What, what did all the God curse? Well, there's a bunch of them. While well, you're looking just, that up, let's talk about Manchek Swamp. Oh, okay. Let's talk on that one. Have you heard of Manchek Swamp? I I won't even go into everything God cursed because there's an enormous list. When you said, hey, I want to talk about, (laughs) what is it, Manchuk? Is one of them Tom's genitals? Manchuk. (laughs) No, that's little boy Chuck. So, little boy Chuck? Is that what you said? (laughs) (laughs) Asian Chuck. Manchek Swamp is the legend of Julia Brown. So, Julia Brown was a voodoo priestess who basically people would come up to her and command them to do things for her or for for them and over time she eventually got tired of being told what to do instead of her doing and practicing the way that she wanted to like jafar from aladdin yeah (laughs) what are you talking about he got sick of being told what to do all the time yeah and he (laughs) cursed him okay anyway So before the day before she died, she sang on her front porch, if I'm going to die, I'm taking all of you with me. Well, she ended up dying, and the next day, a hurricane hit the town that she was in and killed hundreds of people. It was like three to 400 people. What's the name of the curse again? The If you look up Manchek Swamp. How do you spell that? M-A-N... S-W-A-M-P. <laughs> it is how you spell yeah, it. Yeah, Manchek is M A N C H A C. There it is. That sounds a little dramatic. Like, I'm going to kill you all. Well, here's the thing. One of her most terrifying predictions came true in 1915, which was on the day of her funeral. Just before she died, is when she said, If I'm going to die, I'm going to take all of you with me. Um, the town was putting her body in the ground when a hurricane ripped through the area, completely destroying three villages and killing hundreds of people. Even today, you can go out there on the swamp and bodies will just float to the top of the, the water. Bog bodies. Basically, yeah. That's kind of cool. So th- there's theories about it. You know, you can hear women singing. You can hear people screaming. And, you know, because it's Louisiana, they've got werewolves in the swamp. So, but that's a really interesting 
concept for her to die and say, I'm taking everybody with me. And literally while she's being buried, everyone goes with her. Maybe she's one of those people who could feel it in her toes and knees. Like the weather's changing. I know I'm going to get them. So she predicted hurricane, the hurricane from her knee pain. Yeah. I guess that works. <laughs> well, now when you're dead, like you're going to predict like, I don't know. You'd be like, Oh, my little toe hurts. I must be dying tomorrow. But, but my pinky has got a little twing in it, so there's going to be a storm, too, the day after. <laughs> no, it was while she was being put in the ground. They dropped her in the ground, and then the water from the hurricane filled the hole back up, and she floated away. Do you think it was a well-attended funeral? It was, actually. Well, yeah, it says everyone else died. <laughs> everyone was there. <laughs> yeah. It's a party to die for. <laughs> wow, yeah, close to 300 people died. Uh, almost 60 in the Ruddock area alone. Uh, when the storm cleared on October 1st, uh, the town had been completely destroyed. Homes flattened, buildings demolished, and miles of road, railroad track that had been washed away. One of the few survivors later described how he clung on to an upturned cy- cypress tree and shut his ears against the screams. How does he hold on and shut his ears? I don't know Maybe how he, did he like was just he had really strong legs. thighs and uh, was just like holding on to the against the screams of those legs. drowning in the swamp. Uh, but if you listen to the guide to take the tourists into the swamp, the storm was a result of the wrath of Julie Brown. Julia Brown. Uh, Brown, they say, laid a curse on the town because she felt taken for granted. That's why you don't take people for granted. Don't we all, though? I mean, how many curses do you think are swirling around now? Oh, at least six on me alone. Uh, there is a uh, graveyard marker, but it's a prop. It's not real. So if you go out there and look for the graveyard marker... Uh, well, yeah, grave. because one of the stories is they just had so many bodies and everything flooded that they just kind of left it there. So there's no telling how many of these people who... It's a prop. Who makes a fake headstone and puts it out there? People like, that want to do tours and make money. <sighs> yeah. Like, hey, Chamber of Commerce, let's uh, make a foam headstone. Bogman Boat Tours. Bogman Boat Tours. That's not Copyright. a good idea. <laughs> That's really interesting that I've never I've never heard of that story before. Mm. It's, That's, a, it's a cool. Place. It's the funny thing is when you it's one of those things you feel you have to Google because you go this isn't real. Yeah, and then you Google it and you're like, oh, that did, that really happened because like everything on the internet is true. It is. <laughs> yeah. There is a place here in Idaho that's uh, it's called the uh, <clears throat> God's Point by Lake Lowell, mm. and it's been reportedly haunted. And it's I guess you would call it a cursed place because the lore around it is Native American. I'm not even sure what it is, but it, it's just that it's been the story for at least 50 or 60 years that if you go out there and park underneath a certain tree that they've since kept you from being able to park under, things will screw with your car. And the only reason I know this is because my dad related this story to me, and he actually has his own experiences of being able to look down his car and having it shake back and forth like somebody was trying to get in his car when he and his, I don't know, girlfriend at the time, I think, were out there necking. Hmm. Watching submarine races. So that that was what was causing the car to shake. No, because something (laughs) seemed like it was trying to get into the car, and he could look out the window, and it was one of these older 50s cars you have to push the button and then pull the handle. Gotcha. So the button's pushing. Interesting. And the car's shaking, and he couldn't get it started, and then he got himself the hell out of there. You you said something that I still find fascinating when people say reportedly haunted. Reportedly. Reportedly. Reportedly how? But did Larry King go out there and do a scoop on it? Yeah, or was it just because Cousin Clem said, "Hey man, well, that's I saw a ghost over there." What and you know, is the that's difference reported. between cursed and haunted? Between cursed, okay. Well, it, so the concept in the, of, in the belief system of cursed and haunted, you have to believe a place is cursed. You have to believe a place is haunted, or else it doesn't have any power over you. Well, to an extent, yeah. does the curse still dictate what happens if you don't believe in it? It depends. You know, it depends on what the curse is. Like if you have, let's say you go into a footlocker and you get toe fungus, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone who goes in there is getting toe fungus. Is that because the footlocker is cursed or because... The cursed Jordans? Yeah, or these people are just dirty assholes. Well, so the King Tut may have just had foot fungus and everybody else got it. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. And so did uh, Julia Brown. So the concept of a curse is it is a magical, supernatural, um, evil eye intention on a person or place in order to cause 
harm, discomfort, or some other sort of crossed condition, right? So a place can be haunted based on, let's say someone died. Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. I I was looking up. I was trying to look up places in Idaho, but they're like haunted places in Idaho. Yeah. Not cursed. One's the Egyptian theater here in town, which, I mean, everyone says is haunted. Because it's old. But, but it says that the organ... Um, Oh, it says that there's a ghost there named Joe who many claim used to work at the theater for many years as a projectionist. Another common ghost sighting is of a female dressed in 1920s garb who is to blame for odd, unexplained odors. <laughs> so she's basically a farting ghost. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. <laughs> boo. Oh, uh, girl it's supposed to be fart. boo, not poo. Oh. Girl ghosts don't fart. I'm just saying. Girl ghosts don't fart. Why would they, they don't do it? Re- they don't do it on here. Why would they do it in the afterlife? Girls don't fart. I don't think they. They fluff. Yeah, place. that's what they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so I want to talk about my haunted place or no, my cursed, cursed place. So this is a thing that I've been watching for quite a while now, and I'm a little embarrassed to say that I watch it as much as I watch it, but it is Curse of Oak Island, and Curse of Oak Island. I, I know. You guys, some of you haven't seen all the seasons. I have. I keep watching it over and over. And the first thing I want to say is the two brothers that are trying to search this, and they said that their name their name is uh, Legina or whatever. Those Leginas. It's it's Legina, but it's L A G I N A. Sorry, it's, your name's Legina. Just <laughs> say it. Sorry, it's vagina with an L. It's Legina. So stop pretending your names. We're the Leguinas. No, you're no, you're Leginas. Uh, these two guys like grew up watching this stuff, and I remember as a kid watching In Search of, and they talked about the Curse of Oak Island, and the story being that uh, in the 1700s or whatever, there was a hole in the ground or a little dip, and they started digging, and every 10 feet they'd find these oak boards. And keep in mind that, and I'm not a tree doctor, so I don't know about all how this works, but they say the island, which is uh, off the coast of Nova Scotia. There shouldn't be oaks on this island, but the whole tree, the whole island's full of oaks. Uh, they dug around, they found a layer of oaks, dug a little more, found a layer of oaks like every 10 feet, and then they found this stone that it said, here lies below this treasure. And it was like, oh, yay, treasure. And then they kept digging, and then it filled with water. And they're like, which, by the way, you're below, you know, you're on an island, and there's the whole, like, just the oceans below you, or you know, it's it's being seeped into the ground. So of course, yes, so you're going to hit water. On. Why tell someone that there's a treasure underneath it and then booby trap it? Wouldn't it be easier just to leave you the sign kids. out? You should be able to. Answer it's the same that. reason you light dog poo and you throw it at someone's door. You just want to yeah. see them react. You want to prank them, but you want to see them put a little effort into it. It's the same reason it's you poop again. Cream a balloon and make it look like a cake. It's the effort. It's a really elaborate practical joke. So then for this whole time, people have been trying to do it. People have spent their life fortunes. Hundred dares go there. Well, now hold on. We'll go into that like a little a bit. Brass kazoo. Uh, they found some things. Kazoo would make my day. They keep finding Bobby Dazzlers. But uh, the show itself, I keep watching it. And they keep coming up with these theories in here. But the curse is this. There is a curse. And they don't say where the curse comes from. But they do like there's an island off the coast of Nova Scotia that is blah, blah, blah. And then they go, and the curse says that eight must, oh, seven, the eight people must die before they'll find the treasure. Seven have died. They need one more. Six and one, right? That's seven. No, seven, I think eight. Seven need to die. Six seven, die. six already died. So it doesn't matter. Or but actually, like 14 the, or something like that. I and don't seven know. have died so far. I don't, I don't know. But even two people have died on the show while it's been going on. Like the two old people died. Because they were freaking old. They should have thrown them in the pit as a sacrifice. <laughs> and then and then right when they do that, like this door opens. Like, oh, there's all the gold. Right. It's like the but holy, everything is holy a holy grail. Don't you think that's there? I think that's what would happen. That's exactly. Well, that, oh, by the way. That has been discussed. There's always some guy that they go, today we have an expert that knows all about, you know, well, I don't know, they something dumb. Everyone thinks Everybody will tell you like, oh, my great-grandfather once worked for, for a guy who had a book, and the book said that one time 
you know, Shaquille O'Neal came in here and hid $80 billion. They're like, what? Shaquille O'Neal did that back in the 1500s? And then they keep finding stuff. Uh, but that's the Knights Templar. That's the, you know, whatever. Treasure the King or, Yeah. Uh, it was like Captain Kidd. There's all sorts of stuff they say. There's They're like. Marie Antoinette's uh, gold. Yeah, everybody's treasure is supposed to be in there. And every week they have somebody coming in there and they keep digging. But the one thing is they spent seven years digging in this one spot, but all around. They got all this equipment. Why don't they just freaking dig down and dig straight down? Dig. It's supposed to be like 200 feet. Everything's supposed to be. And by the way, they'll hit a rock and they'll go, we just hit a rock. And they go, that must be the concrete barrier to the gold. Next week on Curse of Oak Island. And then they go, oh, look what I found. I found another world. I found this. Oh, my God. And then they, you're like, oh, my God, what did he find? And then I watch it. It's a stick yeah. or a nail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this nail's going to be about 60,000 years old. I found a button. <laughs> Bobby Tesla. <laughs> and that's. That's the most exciting part of the show anymore. <laughs> yeah. But I keep freaking watching it over and over and over because I keep thinking. And by the way. Come on, man. Like, who would have... I would have given up in the first week. This just proves you're an optimist because this show has been going on for eight seasons. Seven. Seven. Eight, um, if it goes on eight, I'm it out. It feels I'm like out, 20 years, but... How much money have these people... Made? An immense yeah. amount well, it's, of And money. the funny thing is it's History Channel. So History Channel's pumping money into this thing. I want them to find Jimmy Hoffa. To a point. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't think you make a ton of money off of TV shows. Unless you're really hitting it. I mean, I bet if they're in the eighth season, they're probably making like $100,000 an episode. When you, say you are. You could oh. not be any further off. You think? Well, they're, I'm sure the show's being financed um, quite a bit. And revenue in TV shows are so much more now that because I guess these shows true. are getting picked up so by Hulu much, and Netflix and Amazon Prime and people are making all this other residual money that goes so on So how much do they make an episode? How much are they making an episode? Yeah. I could not begin to tell you, but this I think it's History Channel's like highest paid show. Now it cost them a lot of money, but they had stuff like American Pickers. They were making so much money on American Pickers. Right. They were making crazy amount of money. And of course, you know that spoiler alert, that show's fake. Oh, it's TV, people. I mean, Ryan and I have done some production stuff, and it's all it's all guided. There's not a damn thing on TV that isn't at least put in a way that makes you want to watch the next episode. Even if they find nothing, well, and I keep and I keep watching it, I know nothing's going to come of any of this. They're not going to find anything, well, and if they, they did, they may have already found treasure. They're looking for the what treasure kind? from who? They don't know. Was, it's a buried you, treasure. Did you just get here? We were just talking about it. No, All the gold that's going to no, be there. No, you said gold and water. That's and enough. Oaks, gold. But gold. we said like a lot of people got like the, they said the ark might be there. They say the Knights Templar put their gold there. They don't know. They yeah. say Captain Kidd. It could be the a lot of. But why I'm asking is, why do they think all these people went there? Uh, there's a lot of different... Because of every week, they'll come for another reason why. They'll come oh. and say, oh, look, I, I found mean, there this. are some legitimate reasons. Like, the old sailing patterns go right next to Nova Scotia. So, the reason why people think that there is something buried on an Oak, on Oak Island is that there's there's been artifacts that on, from pirate treasure to Shakespearean manuscripts, and they think the Holy Grail's there, the Ark of the Covenant, and... They think that the Knights Templar went there and buried them. So, like, there's one story, and this is a true story. There was a, a slave, and he was freed, and he went and bought property on that island. Okay. And then one day out of the blue, he became a millionaire. Oh, so. At the time, which would now be probably close to a billionaire, they don't know. He just was like, just "I'm a millionaire," and he leaves. He was he was growing cabbage on this island. He was, he was a cabbage farmer, and then one day he's like. I'm a billionaire. And then he was gone. He's like, well, where do you get all his money? I mean, cabbage, unless it was a good price on cabbage that year, I can't see that happening. So that was one of the things I talk about. Like, And the, the funny thing is, is this island apparently had tons of people living on it. I don't think there's only like two houses on it now. But they keep finding these spots where they go, look, oh, we just found another cave with a something in it. But then they go, oh, we can't touch it. We're not allowed to touch it. And then somebody will say, look, we found this rock. And they'll go, Three miles away, and they'll go on this other little tiny island or something. They go, see how this rock points right at the island? They're like, oh, my God, it does. Well, that's the frustrating thing that, that Jen and I were talking about when we watched that show. It's like, 
You're talking to me about 200 years of search, about huge excavations of land that have left it really raped. And they just invite some guy with a metal detector out. And he's found like 90% of their evidence to date with a metal detector four inches under the ground. So you're telling me in 200 years, nobody's went around and actually just looked on the ground. So wait, how? Okay. Well, we're talking about the curses. I mean, we can go into the, the show all day long. Yeah. I would be happy to move on. Yeah. So listen, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. They haven't found anything yet. And, they probably and I'm won't. on season seven, which is the, I've been watching all the updates. There might be a new one on now, but the Legina brothers haven't found anything. So, uh, but with that, Tanya. So I have, I have a few little cursed places because we're not talking about Tom's genitals anymore. <laughs> uh, not all curses are death and illness. I mean, if, if I had a curse that's like anyone that wrongs me, your shoes will never stay tied. That would be a pretty fucking annoying curse. <laughs> <laughs> so but even then the velcro would never stay your your shoes will never stay fastened okay there you go so even if you had zip they'd come unzipped but there there's are some there's some curses and it's mostly of people taking things from places where they're they're sacred places so you're not you're supposed to leave them as they are so uh there's an island in thailand um and it's the the pebbles of Ko uh, Ko Hingham, Hingham. I don't know Hingham, uh, but it's it's a very tiny uninhabited island that has these beautiful black stones on it. Like river rock. Um, they're I don't know. It's just it's a tiny little island that has these black stones on it, and it's apparently a pretty popular tourist spot for people to at least go by and occasionally people will stop at it. And you're according to time mythology, the Island is cursed by the God, uh, Turto, Turtow. So if you even take one pebble off the Island, you're forever cursed. And there, there are a lot of national at the national park office has manages a ton of packages that they receive from all over the world of tourists sending the stones back because they're trying to get rid of the bad luck that has ensued them since they took the stone. So what if you're walking on Ching Chow, right? I don't know what you called it. That's not racist. I didn't mean it. Just- <laughs> Ko-hing-hum. What? Ko-hing-hum. Ko-hing-hum. <laughs> no, it's still racist. It's still super racist. And what's the guy's name? tur uh, it. I, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's... Uh, it's T A R U T A O. Tarutau? Tarutau? I'm getting. Okay, it doesn't matter. What happens if you're walking on this and you get one stuck in your shoe and you don't realize that you're taking it with you? Is it an intentional taking or is it. No, you're still screwed. You're still screwed? I think so. I would think you're still screwed. What happens if you're walking off the island and it stays on the boat? This goes back to my original Then thought. the boat's it's cursed. The you're not cursed. You put into it. So if no, it says one, it says the person is so cursed. If I took one so to Tom, would he be cursed or would I be cursed? You'd be cursed. What if well, I go to you? You're the one that took it. If you remember the one the Brady Bunch went to Hawaii <laughs> and they got that tiki and they kept bar uh, uh um, Peter found it, but he kept giving it to people. And every time somebody wore it, they got hurt. Like Greg almost died uh, surfing. Do you remember all that? No, I do. Okay. It was a very touching episode of the Brady Bunch. Okay. So that kind of explains it. If you want, you can watch that episode. That so it'll, it's it'll, it's the item that is cursed, not yeah. the person. Yeah. So give it to somebody. That you, give saying. it to Tom. So if you give it away, then what? Then I guess that person becomes cursed. I, if that's the case, I want to go get a bunch of them. Well, yes. That, that's my other thought. Like, you, which god cursed this island? Turtle Beach. Naruto Island. John Taturo? Yeah. So if it got cursed by some god who is not worshipped or really known by anybody, is that curse still? Yeah. I mean, it's just an effective curse from here till eternity? Well, I mean, it's still current. 
So if someone mailed you a black rock and said it was from Turtle Turtle, <laughs> and you had no idea who that was, would you still be cursed? Or if you knew who that was and believed the rock was from there, would you be cursed? If I sent you an email mm-hmm. and told you if you didn't send it to at least 10 of your friends. Oh, don't, 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 that's real. It's true. <laughs> yeah. That's not cool, man. So, I mean, there's a bunch of places like that that have those those kinds of curses that are, if you take something. So, I mean, Gettysburg is even that it's, um, if, if you take any of the stones or anything from Gettysburg, then you're for all eternity wrought with misfortune. Is there any proof of that, though? No. Because that's a really good curse to investigate. But that's also... Um, another curse that is on the the oh. ghost town of Bodie, California. It was a it was a gold town, um, and then it just it declined, and then it was just had fires. So by the 1950s, they just declared it a ghost town, and in 1962, they designated a historic park. But yeah, you know, I mean. It's just decaying buildings and, you know, things are falling apart and stuff. And the what happened is that the the park rangers basically said to all the people visiting, well, don't take anything. Everything's cursed. If you take anything from this area, then you're cursed and are going to have bad luck. And so, of course, anyone that takes anything starts sending things back because they feel like they're cursed. That was started by the park rangers because people just kept taking little pieces and artifacts. Exactly. So they, they, they started this curse because they didn't want people basically picking apart this reserve. Insert anything at that point. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I saw you scroll past it, Bill, and I was going to talk about Right there. The Hope Diamond. The, the Hope Diamond? Diamond? Yeah. If there's one thing you're going well, to Well, that was one I was thinking of. First. item being cursed, passing from people to people, and supposedly being the item cursed, it would have to be the blue, well, you, the blue diamond. You could also talk about Little Bastard, too. Yeah. The car that everyone who got a piece, a piece of it. Had a piece of? James Dean's car? Yep. It, everyone died in a car wreck. What's that curse of Otzi you just went past? Because I don't see any problem. Like, I've never heard of a curse from Otzi the Iceman. Uh, it was discovered in 1991 uh, on the Australian, uh, Austrian Italian border. Uh, he was a Bronze Age man who died probably during an enemy attack. Uh, the, he died, the guy who found him or did the uh, forensic work died one year later. Uh, the guide who led him to the body died in an avalanche shortly after. Well, that's a, like a um, Helmut Simon, who first discovered the body, died from a fall while hiking in 2004. And Dita, Dita Warnick, who headed the rescue team to look for Simon's body, died in a heart attack just hours after Simon's funerals. This may seem like quite a series of coincidences, but given the hundreds of people who have been involved in the research of Otzi, the number of deaths are not that, that unusual. So that is, again, going back to, like I said, about the Poltergeist movie. Yeah, with when you get 150 people. people. Now, given like somebody goes, oh, it's so weird that a guy that was hiking in the uh, died. Like, I bet if he stayed home that day, he'd still be alive. He went right. hiking in an avalanche. That guy fell from a cliff. Well, he was on a cliff. Well, but it sounds like they're also Street doing something boards. that they do regularly. So Yeah, like me sitting on a couch. Well, yeah, even if you do something. And like, you know what? It would not be crazy, unusual if you died on the couch because it's something you do on a regular basis. Yeah. So it wouldn't be that the couch is cursed. It would just be that that's something I, that you were doing. Yeah, I probably was choking on one of those pistachio nuts that Costco has. Sure, salt and pepper ones that are like so good. But yeah, that's like I don't know. Uh, by the way, the uh, the the inscribed threat that was on the uh, tomb said, "Death shall come on swift wings to him who disturbs the peace of the kings." That's what it said on King Tut's. Well, and then I read something. <laughs> it was when we were well, researching. This, ladies first, isn't that William Shakespeare's epitaph? Pretty much says like, "Blessed are the people who leave these stones, and cursed are the people who move my bones." Something like that. And it's pretty much the whole thing is like, "Hey, you're going to come, and we know grave robbing is a huge problem right now, and I'm just going to go ahead and put a curse out there." 
So if you believe in it, don't touch me. I actually have a so it, read read the curse again that was on the. Um, it said slippery and wet. No, it said uh, <laughs> anything's better when wet. Death shall come on swift wings to him who disturbs the peace of the king. So hey, that, that is the key word. He. Him. Who? Him. Him? It's the, in the time when the excavations were happening, it was fairly sexist era. Where, I mean, men were much more higher regarded. Where in the actual <laughs> Egyptian times... That wasn't quite the case. Oh, yeah. So, if they really were writing that, they would not specifically say him. They would say to whomever disturbs. I I think it's been most languages that an unknown sex is referred to as a him. Like it used to be in English before Lunacy took over. Well... Here's the thing. If you discover the tomb, you can literally say it said whatever the fuck you wanted to say. True. Because well, how many people are actually going to see... Right. It could have been like Beyonce's song about lemonade. But that's the thing. When you talk about like at least King Tut's tomb, that was one of the first archaeological digs that was cataloged, that was actually scientifically done, that got photographs. So some of that stuff exists. So some of that stuff you can't manufacture. You're right. I mean, like that Oak Island thing, that 90-foot stone they talk about, who the hell knows? That's all speculation. Like, they're talking about a stone that nobody's ever seen that got supposedly translated wrong 80 years after that that nobody's seen since then. It's ridiculous. Do you guys know about the Madden curse? Madden? The Madden game curse? What? Yeah, so for years and years, anybody that appeared on the cover of a Madden sports Oh, yeah, game. I have heard that. Ended up having, like, terrible, terrible seasons. Like, horrible seasons. I think some people even, like, didn't play the next year. Like, got hurt. That was a, That's a good curse. But, it's, again, it goes back to the whole coincidence thing. They need to put the whole Patriots team on the cover. Yeah, see, that's the other one I was going to talk about. The Superman curse. Oh, the Superman curse. Yeah, because that's... What's that one? You don't know about that? That's almost everybody who's portrayed Superman has had either, like, a... Career ending, it's been either a career ender for, or they've died, or they've had misfortune, or they broke their neck. George Reeve, the first person that played Superman, he ended up killing himself. Yeah. Well, supposedly, that's part of that big, like, Hollywood murder. He might have gotten murdered. He might have killed himself. But yeah, and then Christopher Reeves broke his neck. What about the Black Dahlia, right? Yeah, that, that was pretty much. Well, that wasn't a curse, though. That was just a. It's called the Curse of the Black Dahlia. Why do they call it a curse? I'll look it up. Because people like to say curse. They do. They do it. <laughs> well, here's one I've never heard before. This is called the Crying Boy Painting. Uh, nothing like a masterpiece, but this uh, painting of a young boy was set on the walls of multiple homes throughout Europe. However, folks in the home ended up being victims of fires and explosions. Even though the home would be burned to the ground, the Crying Boy Painting would be found completely intact in the aftermath. By the way, that's a really creepy picture. I... That's a really creepy boy picture. Like, I would not hang that. Uh, it says it gets better. Even a priest was warned that the painter of uh, that uh, warned the painter that each home that the boy was let into was. Wait, wait, hold on. I got ahead of it. Uh, even more bizarre about the supposed curse: the fact that the painter claimed that he had made the painting of a wandering orphan whose parents had died in a house fire. It gets better. Even a priest had warned the painter that each boy the home went to was destroyed by fire one time or another. The painter didn't believe him and took the boy into the studio and painted him. But sure enough, his studio caught on fire as well and burned down, causing the painter to banish the orphan from his presence. Damn oil paint. Get out of here, orphan. Mummy Brown. Yeah. I don't know. It's all that red. The curse of Sinatra? I don't I don't oh, want to. That's the Sinatra curse? See, that's the thing. There's so many ridiculous curses. I mean... Uh, if you had a curse named after you, what would you want it to be? Tanya, your curse? Mine would probably be the coughing curse. So somebody... What would happen? Somebody does what and they... You just cough a lot? <laughs> I only say that because I have a current cough and I feel like I'm cursed. Um... If someone were to wrong me, I would curse them with the coughing curse where they just have a permanent cough. 
There's a tickle in their throat, say, and it's just to almost to have the tickle without the cough. The tickle without being able to cough. Yeah. And nothing, nothing would make it stop or make it go away. That would probably be one of my curse or the shoelace curse. It would just. I'm not trying to kill anyone. I'm just trying to make their life really inconvenient. <laughs> Ooh, uh, my other one would be every time they drove or walked, whoever was in front of them would be extremely slow, and you wouldn't be able to go around them. I am really good at bad curses. Where it always felt like there was a really long hair on the back of their tongue. <laughs> oh, that's a nice one. That's terrible. Good. So there there exists kind of a Bledsoe curse, at least that my friends used to tell me about back in high school. They say you're going to fall victim to this Bledsoe curse, and it's pretty much that my dad got married, had a couple kids, got divorced, got married, had a couple kids. Then my older brother did the same thing, and I got married and had a couple kids and got divorced and got married. But uh, there's no more kids. So, I mean, like, it's half the curse. Half the curse. Half the curse. But I don't know if that's like what you were saying when it's like, you know, predisposition, right? It's got to be self-fulfilling prophecy at that point, I think. Yeah. My, my curse is going to be if anybody ever parks like uh, and takes up like two spots, like where they could have just got one, then they get in their car and they start it and their radio only plays Creed. Ooh. Like their radio will only play Creed like or, or, or Christian rock. Well, like there's like the... Christian rock. I bet you what? park like a dick. What if they like Christian rock? Uh, Creed. Nickelback? Uh, and Nickelback. It's Creed and Nickelback going back and forth. At the same time? It is into and one song. Are, let's put that back on there too. Yeah, so that, I think that's it. That would be my curse. I don't know what we'd call my curse. Hmm. Tiny's reading something. Um, <laughs> How to name your curses. It's, uh, <laughs> no, it's the curse of Sinatra. Oh, yeah. But it's very specific. What? I always have one button unbuttoned the wrong way. The curse of Sinatra is, that's it's, why. Now you're dead. Um, it actually is from one of his songs. <laughs> and if people, specifically in the Philippines, sing my way, people have a tendency to die. Six people have been killed while singing it at karaoke in the Philippines in the last 10 years. Seriously? And none of them been in of natural causes. Okay. Like right at the time or like In one know? case, 29-year-old was shot dead by a security guard because I thought the guy was off key. <laughs> Another story, the friend of one singer overheard the couple at the next table commenting on how shitty he was. So the friend and off-duty cop stood up and drew his gun on them chasing them out of the bar. Man, and it's really uh, there's a lot of theories about my way triggering incandescent rage from people, and it m- kind of makes them go crazy and they kill you. That's the only place that it says that it happens. And they have to do. Were they all shot? They weren't all shot. It didn't say what some of the other ones were. I'm just, I was looking up kind of modern day curses and um, one of the other ones that I found was uh, there's a phone number that's cursed. It is, it is 088-888-8888. Anyone who has had this phone number throughout the, like it's, a lot of people have had it, but every single person has died um, one died of cancer, one was shot to death, or car accidents. It was every person that had that phone number died of unnatural causes. And, of course, there's the 27 Club, which a lot of famous uh, artists died at the age of 27. Zero? It's literally... Z- it's zero, zero, and then just eights. Isn't Bieber like 26 now? I just want something to live for. Are you calling it? Yeah, hell yeah, I'm calling it. Somebody goes, hello, and they just die. What? What happened? It said, hang up and dial 911. Holy cow. You're, oh my God, you're going to die. No, oh my God. That actually, that actually is scary to think. Yeah, it's kind of weird that it just passed me through and said, hang up and dial 911. Hmm. Weird. 
So, yeah. All right. Well, that's curses. <coughs> Curdses. Curds. I want to alter my curse. It's nah. a, All right. It's a pube on your tongue. Oh. oh. Uh, how do you get it? How do you get yeah, the... That's the thing. You don't know. No, no, no. Oh, you don't know how the curse came to be? Oh, you mean like... Okay. I thought you meant like the... You don't know whose pube it is. Okay. And if it's a movie, now hold on. How do you get the curse? What caused me to get the curse from you? Just knowing you or just being a person? Or what did People I do? People ask me stupid questions. Oh, uh, <laughs> Tom, ask him this for me. Hey, uh, now here's the other thing. Is there a way to get rid of it? Is there a way to get rid of yours? Like how do, how do if with me, I guess, for if you parked like a jerk and took up two spots and then you drove away and your car only plays Creed, yeah. if there's like, if somebody goes, they go to like a, a witch doctor and they go like a little old gypsy and they go, how to get rid of the curse? And they go, the only way to get rid of the curse is if you die. And people are like, well, I don't want to listen to Creed anymore. And they kill themselves. That's how you get rid of mine. You how have about to you? die? You yeah, have to yeah. kill yourself. We would, if you could only listen to Creed. I would, you see, you, <laughs> the Nickelback song photograph, right? Look at this would, photograph. They would have to take like a thousand photographs of themselves. That would be no problem for a lot of people and, and, nowadays. But seeing it every time. Oh, there you go. How do they get rid of your tickle throat curse? Well, now I kind of want to change it. I have two other ones. Okay, tell me. Tell us. One would be an itch in the middle of your back that you can't reach. That's a good one. And uncontrollable flatulence. Mm-hmm. I think. So my so I've been cursed for how long now? <laughs> Um, if you have like the compulsory need to be everywhere at least an hour early and you have to show up to everything you ever go to at least an hour early and just wait it out, that would suck. But I do that anyway. I get that. I'm like, that is your problem. <laughs> because I hate being late. It's just like sucks being late. Well, he doesn't get there an hour early. No, but like the airport, I will. But if, if, if someone were to try to redeem themselves one of my curses, I mean, it's, I feel like mine would be more, more like hexes where I'm cursing them because I saw them being a shitty person. Like littering? So if, I, if they were able to redeem themselves and prove that they were in fact not a shitty person, then I would lift the curse. What if you're not around? And how would you lift the curse? I would say you have been redeemed. The curse has now been lifted. You might be a better person. Since you're not talking to me, I guess you're screwed. I I think... But if you continue this way of life, your curse will reenact itself tenfold. You See, for me, you would have to collect the pube hair from a wild blue jay to lift the curse. Yeah. I, I I see this being a movie. Just chop down the tallest tree in the forest with a herring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, and Tom, how do you get rid of your curse? What is your curse? Oh, actually, did we hear your curse? No, I, I don't know. I don't really have any good curses. You, oh, come on. We I came up with five. People haven't crossed me that much in my life. I just do what things about like very an literal. Over, I, don't, I don't do curses. An, I just fight oh, tires. An overproduction of From Mundo. Cheese. An overproduction. <laughs> you gotta scrape that shit out every two or three hours. With like a tongue scraper. You always feel like your butt crack is greasy. How about <laughs> some swamp nuts? Oh god, that would suck. <laughs> what about the permanent five o'clock shadow? You can never do No, rid because of. that's like a fashion statement. Not if you're a woman. <laughs> your hair only grows into a flat top. <laughs> well, oh god. That's bad. And why would you? I would never want to have a curse be able to be lifted because I'm only going to put a curse on there if they really like. It's just a vindictive thing. Like I'm not just going to make a curse to make like humanity morally better. I'm just going to do it because they crossed me and screwed them. I want people to learn from their mistakes, so I feel like most of mine would be temporary. So if someone in <laughs> did the parking one. For the next year, every try every time they tried to park somewhere, they, the, they would have someone that parked <laughs> double parked, so they would now learn don't park like that. But I say that because 
I'm one of those people that would learn from things, but I feel like most people would be like, ah, damn, happening again. See, that's beneficial to them. I don't want it to be beneficial to them. I, the I just want people to be better people. That's so sweet. You're such a good person. Your curses are nice. My curse is inconvenient. Everyone would learn a lesson and be better to each other. <laughs> and then every you have to hug. My curse is you have to hug people. You have to hug five random strangers, <laughs> or your back will itch forever. <laughs> My curse is. And then they have to. And then they have to hug people. Right. Everybody has to buy a coke, but you can't drink it until we're all in perfect harmony. Oh. <laughs> I here's oh ready for this curse. If somebody wronged me, I would I would give them a giant bag of pistachios, and then but have none of them, none of them cracked like <laughs> that you couldn't stick your nails in. Oh god! So none like every single one you would try well, to stick your nail like in. Pistachios. They do. Everybody does. <laughs> but then every time you try to like it would just jam it, it would jam into your like underneath your thumbnail or your fingernails when you tried to but it would never open. So they'd have a bag of them but they couldn't get them open. Do you open pistachios with your hands, Bill? Yeah. Yeah, what do you use? Your toes? I use my teeth. What? What? Yeah. What kind of monster are you? You just <laughs> Do you just pull them? They're like, like what do you beautiful little delicate tulips. You just go boop. Yeah, yeah. just like that. Boop. <laughs> Those are sunflower seeds. No, are you sure you're not talking about? Are you sure you're not talking about M and M's? Yes, it's the peanut. Allergy. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of pizza. Sorry, I, I got confused. Tom, That's it. Tom Every knows. piece of chocolate you eat tastes like kale. Ooh. There's a good curse. That's gross. What? Tom knows about seeds in his mouth, so he'll even know if what he's eating. Mm-hmm. I pay attention to what's in my mouth. When he puts nuts in his mouth, listen up. <laughs> they better be salty. He's not going to use his hands. <laughs> you don't cup He's the shells? <laughs> you don't cup the shells? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't I, you know. They're not dainty nuts. <laughs> that hand gesture was the best thing ever. <laughs> All right. With that, I think we've said enough. Here. We're at an hour and one minute. That's rather long. The for curse of overrunning our shows. <laughs> this was episode 24. It would be the curse of the people that never made it to episode 25. <laughs> <laughs> this is the career render, everybody. Nah, we'll be back because we're going to talk about the giants. Those big giants. We are going to talk the, about giants. Yeah, we'll, we'll find more stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Anyway. curse to stay interested. And keep listening hey, uh, so. first of all, there's red glitter on Ryan's shirt, so I want to know what happened with that. Stripper. But the other thing is, uh, is. So yeah, so uh, let's remember that That's a uh, curse. the red you got glitter is horrible. made out with Krampus. Oh, an ecological curse. Yeah. Well, oh, that, yeah. but that would be a really bad curse if you just always had glitter on you somewhere and it just could never come off. I did send an attorney a letter bomb, a glitter bomb one time. Not a letter bomb. I should be I should a, a, a <laughs> pipe, a C4. Uh, I sent him a glitter bomb. I sent him one of those bom- uh, little things that you open it up and it explodes. Because he wrote me a letter, like a cease and desist letter. And I just sent him a, that. I said, I sent him that and I wrote, okay. Because you could have it sent. You could put a note in it. So I had it sent from a company to him. You know I, I never heard anything from him. So I'm assuming he got my response. If there were be literal curses that we're going to put on this earth for somebody to just find later on, even if they had no knowledge of. Oh, now he has a curse. Now he has a what, curse as no, we're closing out. Sorry. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the nuclear stuff we've like, we've already buried? We're, oh, we've, we're, we're storing nuclear radiation. Like Yucca Mountain. That's not a curse. With, that's just it's a curse if impending doom. That's just as being turtles are made. That's true. You leave them alone. They're saviors. They love pizza. Don't we all? They're turtles in a half shell. Turtle actually, they actually have a whole shell, I think. I don't understand that lyric. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like Chuck Lorre, the guy that, he, the guy that uh, wrote, like, that invented Two and a Half Men and shows like that. He's the guy that wrote that song. I don't really think weird. he invented it. <laughs> he came up with the show. He came up with Two and a Half written. Men. was written. He invented, he invited, he poured. It wasn't an invention. He poured, he poured, <laughs> he poured cocaine in a bottle of aspirin and came up with That's Charlie Sheen. <laughs> that sounds like if you rub it, Charlie Sheen comes up. Yes. All right. So anyway, but with that, I think we're done. Anybody else want to add anything? No. no. We're by winning. If you have any clever curses, 
that you think would be fun pass curses, fun. let us curses. know we'll what you would do. Or if you have any curses we didn't talk about that we should talk about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, yeah, if you got just ghost stories or things like that you want to tell us, or if you have something you want us to talk about, you can reach out to us on uh, our Facebook page, Eat, Drink, and Be Scary. Uh, our Instagram page, which is just Ghostumentary. Which is my uh, which I feel like it's just been hijacked. Bill's personal or whatever. I don't know. Find ways to message us. You can go to our website, eatdrinkandbemerry.com. dot com. Scary, scary. Dang it! Crisis. The episode twenty four. It is. I just got here. All right. Anybody want to say anything? Good night or anything like that. Well, I feel we had it better than that. Uh, you want to lead, uh, lead us off in a song? Tom. Tom. I'm not Tom. Sing. S- yeah. Start singing. Kumbaya. Just, no, I don't know. What? <laughs> that wasn't a song. That was just that yelling. That was yelling. That was like Tourette's. <laughs> that was like campfire Tourette's. Ooh, that would be a good curse, too. <laughs> Tourette's. Right? Terrible. What about Tourette's? That would be a good curse. curse. Oh, that would be. You that just would be randomly, you know, say... Turlet. Turlet. <laughs> All right, and with that, good night. Good night. Good night.